What's happening, everybody? On today's show, where will Texas and Texas A&M play if they indeed do meet in 2024? We're going to find out the 2024 opponents tonight. We'll discuss a little bit on that. Who are some of the most impactful coaches coming to the SEC this season? We'll run through some of those. And an interview with Auburn quarterback Peyton Thorne. Locked on SEC starts right now. You are locked on SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And what is happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. It's great to have you guys along. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash college When you enter our promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE, they will throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Shout out to our everydayers who keep coming and checking us out either on video or on uh, podcasts. All right, let's jump into it. we got plenty to discuss. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the handoff. Around the conference. And we start here. The 2024 opponents are going to be revealed tonight on the SEC Network. Um, and we're going to have all that for you on tomorrow's show. But one of the big matchups we are hoping to get in 2024 is Texas versus Texas A&M. Now, Greg McElroy talked about that this week on his podcast. And... The question is, where will the first game be played when the Longhorns and Aggies meet as SEC members? Could be in 2024. Certainly a lot of people are hoping that it's going to be on the schedule. But there's been a big push for the Aggies to have the first matchup at Kyle Field. And Greg McElroy on his show was saying, why is that the case? He pointed out the previous meeting was in 2011 that was played at Kyle Field. He said, so doesn't that mean the next iteration of the Texas versus Texas A&M rivalry should be played in Austin? He said, that's the way that he sees it. At the same time, he said, well, you just brought in a big rival to the conference. Um, You know, the A&M feels like we were here already, so you should have to come to us. You followed us to the SEC from the Big 12. Uh, McElroy added the Aggies have proven they can stand independent of the Longhorns. But he did say, stop with the inferiority complex. Stop. Here's what I would say if I were Texas A&M. I would say anytime, anyplace, anywhere, we'll play the Longhorns. We're just glad to have the rivalry back, and we'll stomp on you when we get the opportunity. McElroy sounded the old uh, Bobby Bowden quote uh, when he was building his powerhouse at Florida State, where he said, anybody, anywhere, anytime, let's go. And uh, so we'll see. And we hope to find out those details tonight. We'll talk about it all on tomorrow's show. All the opponents for the 2024 SEC schedule that stand at eight conference games. That'll be tomorrow on the show. All right, in some recruiting news, Georgia, they've landed a commitment from defensive lineman Jordan Thomas, 6'5", 296-pounder. He is a four-star recruit from the state of New Jersey. He had offers from South Carolina, Michigan, and Rutgers. This past weekend, he took a visit to Athens, and that was all he needed. He committed to the Bulldogs, and he joins their number one rated recruiting class for 2024. They now have 19 commitments 
13 of those are blue chips. And uh, Thomas, by the way, ranks as the number 105 player overall in this class, number 13 overall defensive lineman. Meanwhile, over at Auburn, Hugh Freeze picked up a commitment for his class of 2024 in wide receiver Bryce Kane. He is Auburn's sixth commitment of the class. 5'11", 170 pounds, but very, very fast. Kane chose the Tigers over offers from Ole Miss, Wake Forest, among others. He is the number 88 wide receiver in the class of 2024. Over Tennessee, man, they have been riding a strong run of success in their athletic programs. And obviously just this week, baseball clinched a trip to Omaha. Tony Vitello's crew going to take on LSU on Saturday night. But the Vols have been promoting that Tennessee is the only school since 1998 to win a New Year's Six Bowl, advance to a men's and women's basketball Sweet 16, and advance to the Baseball and Softball College World Series in the same academic year. This year also saw Tennessee win the second straight All-SEC Sports title, and NCAA berths in volleyball, women's soccer, men's golf, women's golf, men's tennis, women's tennis, swimming and diving track, and cross country. Quite impressive for the Vols uh, across all their sports. So uh, give their athletic director a raise and uh, throw some more money at everybody because that's very impressive. Uh, again, Tennessee, only school since 1998 to win a BCS or New Year's Six Bowl, advance to the Sweet 16 in men and women's basketball, and advance to the College World Series in baseball and softball. Just very, very impressive for the Vols. Hat tip to you guys. In other news, Rob Vaughn, the former Maryland head coach, he was introduced as Alabama's new baseball coach on Tuesday, and he was asked why Alabama appealed to him. He said, quote, why Alabama? Easy stuff. It's the SEC. This is the most competitive brand of baseball there is. To be a part of this and to coach these young people moving forward is something I'm very excited about. I just always like those answers. Why did I pick this? Uh, duh, it's the SEC. Never need to say anything more than that. Just say that. I mean, you can throw in all the other stuff. Oh, they got great academics and really want to make these young guys leaders of men. All that stuff's just fodder. It's the SEC. It's where the champions play. Uh, meanwhile, LSU and Jay Johnson, they are prepping for their trip over to Omaha to take on Tennessee on Saturday night. That'll be 6 o'clock Central, 7 Eastern on ESPN. Jay Johnson said, look, I think we all just kind of assumed uh, but when you're in bracket two, there is less downtime. And he said, I actually don't mind that for our team, especially with the way more guys have been contributing. If you want me to get really picky about the regional or super regional, I would have liked to have gotten more of our pitchers into the games, but they're going to have a chance in this tournament. So LSU will play the Saturday, Monday, along with Tennessee. And off Florida on the other side, they will get going on Friday. Quick uh, softball note, Montana Fouch, she was named the uh, Honda Sport Award uh, or has won the Honda Sport Award from the w Collegiate Women's Sports Awards, the first softball recipient of the award in Alabama's history. It's presented annually for the past 47 years to the top women athletes across 12 NCAA-sanctioned sports, and the uh, actual award ceremony will air on CBS Sports Network on June 26th. But Fout said, so honored to be the recipient of this award. want to thank the committee who chose me to represent the sport of softball. She is a four-time NCF, uh, NFCA All-American was named the Pitcher of the Year in 2021 and just capped off an amazing career for 
Alabama softball. All right, in basketball news, God, we got a lot of Bama notes. Uh, Alabama and Nate Oates hitting it big on Monday. Grant Nelson picked the Crimson Tide uh, among college basketball transfers. He's very productive. Uh, picked Alabama over Arkansas, six foot eleven. He is considered a stretch four, not a traditional center. But last season at North Dakota State, he averaged close to 18 points and nine rebounds a game. Uh, one of his games he played against Arkansas, he had 17 points and six rebounds in 21 minutes of play. So he's gone against a little bit of SEC competition, a welcome addition there for Nate Oates and company. And uh, Auburn, they added a uh, basketball commitment from junior college basketball player Darren Scott. He is six foot nine. Uh, he's a forward, averaged nine points and 6.8 rebounds per game at Navarro College. He will have two seasons of eligibility remaining for Bruce Pearl's crew there at Auburn. And there you have it. That is the latest news going on around the conference. When we return, we're going to touch on an article that came out this week, college football's most impactful coaching hires entering this season. Some SEC guys made the list. We'll run through some of those names. But first, I want to remind you this episode is presented to you by our friends over at Bird Dogs. Look, we've been telling you, Bird Dogs, they make you look good. They design stretch khaki shorts that are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and the leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. It's hot out. Uh, If you're still wearing pants right now, you're crazy. You need to be wearing shorts, and you need to be wearing Bird Dogs. Their shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. Uh, fit better than your regular shorts that are made of that stiff, restricting cotton. Bird Dogs fixed that issue by inventing cloud-knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. They use an anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. So go get your hands on a pair of Bird Dogs. We love the versatility. You can wear them, like we say, to work, out on a picnic, on a date, uh, Wear them to the gym if you want. You can even wear them to the pool. Bird Dogs has got you covered. Go check them out at birddogs.com slash college. And when you do so, make sure you enter our promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. You will get a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash college for that free Yeti-style tumbler. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off. We promise you, birddogs.com slash college. Roll along here, Locked On SEC. Thank you guys for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. And shout out to our everydayers tomorrow on the show. Like we said, we're going to be recapping those 2024 football opponents that will be revealed tonight on the SEC network. We'll also be doing a live show tonight across our YouTube channel. So I encourage you guys to go check that out. All right. Uh, 24-7 Sports out up an article this week. Uh, Talking about college football's 23 most impactful coaching hires entering this upcoming football season. They said from head coaches to OCs and DCs, they think these are the most impactful moves this offseason. There's a couple of SEC names that made the list. Now, we're not going to touch on the guys that uh, just left the SEC, but I'll just uh, I'll give you those names really quickly. They've got uh, Former Vols OC Alex Gullish on this list. He is now the head coach at uh, South Florida. Uh, and both of Arkansas's coordinators who just left made this list as well. D.C. Barry Odom, who's now the head coach at UNLV. And Arkansas OC Kendall Browles, who is now the TCU OC. So 
won't get in depth on those. We'll, we will, though, on the guys who are coming to the SEC. And we start with number 23 on their list. They've got Liam Cohen from Kentucky. Now, a little bit of familiar territory here. Liam Cohen was just the OC at Kentucky two years ago, went back to the NFL to the Rams, and now he's back at Kentucky as their OC. And uh, as 24-7 sports writes, they say, it worked out during that 2021 season, so why not try it again? Kentucky uh, got away from what it does best last year following Liam Cohen's departure, and Mark Stoops tapped his cell once more for assistance. This was a smart move for the program when Cohen already has that proven synergy with Mark Stoops. So uh, Liam Cohen, 23 on this list. I would put him a little bit higher just in terms of what he can bring with Devin Leary and company. Coming in at number 16 on this list, they've got Dan Enos at Arkansas. And here's what they say. Few play callers get the opportunity to go from coaching Talia Tagovailoa to K.J. Jefferson at quarterback. But Enos welcomed that opportunity to coach another high-end quarterback this season coming back to the SEC. He left Maryland for the Hogs and likes the collection of talent that he gets to work with on Sam Pettman's staff. He's coached at Arkansas before, of course, from 2015 to 2017, but his philosophy has evolved a little bit since he left, and the Razorbacks have used some varying looks of 12 personnel, two tight ends, uh, 21 personnel, two running backs, and the familiar 11 personnel, one tight end, one running back, three wide receivers. So the installation of the offense, uh, according to reports, has made a smooth transition. We think Danny Enos could be a very important addition back to the SEC this year. It's no offense to Kendall Bryles, but they needed to change, and Dan Enos is bringing that change back to Arkansas. It might be the right time with a veteran quarterback like K.J. Jefferson. Next on this list, he's got Mike Bobo at number 14, and this might be a little low for what Mike Bobo means to Georgia. He said, uh, or 24-7 Sports said, this move just made sense. Georgia didn't need to reinvent the wheel after Todd Monken left for the NFL, but the Bulldogs simply made the most logical move promoting Mike Bobo to a role that he's held uh, many years previously. He knows what works at Georgia. It's precise on personnel, who to use and when. Georgia steps into a new era quarterback, Carson Beck, likely to be the starter. Uh, but, man, do they have some weapons with Brock Bowers, uh, Rara Thomas, Dominic Lovett, all these different pieces that they have either returning or coming in. Mike Bobo's not going to know what to do with all this talent, but I'd argue he is more important as an assistant coach, uh, you know, should be higher than 14, put it that way. Coming at number 11 on this list, they've got Bobby Petrino at Texas A&M. And 24-7 Sports says, this one comes with a caveat. For the most part, is why Petrino is not inside the top 10 of the best coaching hires. Do we really know if Jimbo Fisher will relinquish play-calling duties and let everything go to be called by Petrino? Will Fisher allow that to happen? Those are the biggest questions, and extremely interesting given the pressure that is on Jimbo Fisher to turn things around. They say not only will Petrino's job be to get the most out of the quarterback, but generate explosive plays. That is a top priority with all the talent they've got in College Station. Of course, Anaya Smith is back. They've got some weapons, man. They just need to uh, get it into the hands of those playmakers. And Bobby Petrino, look, laugh all you want. This could be a hit. This could be a bust. Either way, we're going to find out what it is this year very quickly at Texas A&M. Two more SEC guys on this list as we get into the top seven. And coming in at number seven, it's Tommy Reese, the Alabama offensive coordinator. 
24-7 Sports says this hire is fascinating for several reasons. The first being this marks the first time in several years Alabama may not be a heavily RPO-based offense. Reese flexed balance with his playbook at Notre Dame. When the Fighting Irish had the opportunity, they stepped on the throat of opponents with that punishing, rushing attack. And it's been a while since Alabama has done that. Uh, Nick Saban's choice of Kevin Steele as his new defense coordinator was a little bit more predictable than going into South Bend and pulling in Tommy Reese. So again, this is another one that if it works, Bama's going to be right back where they should be dominating uh, as one of the best teams in the SEC in all college football. There's a chance it could not work. And that's why it is a very interesting hire with Tommy Reese at Alabama. We'll see if it works out for Nick Saban. And coming in at number three on this list of, again, most impactful football coaching hires or moves heading into 2023, it's the hiring of Hugh Freeze at Auburn. 24-7 Sports says, look how quickly Hugh Freeze, a coach who has beaten Nick Saban more than once, has altered the trajectory at Auburn in his just a couple months on the job on the Plains. Not only have the Tigers formed a notable coaching staff around him, Freeze landed an elite transfer class this cycle, rebuilt the entire offensive line, brought in some playmakers at wide receiver, and brought in Peyton Thorne to help that quarterback room. Hugh Freeze has wanted every coaching stop, and he's done more with less at his last two jobs at Ole Miss and Liberty. He will get the best talent he's ever had at Auburn, and he can win very quickly as a result. So Hugh Freeze, they think, one of the biggest or most impactful football coaching moves this offseason heading into 2023. So I encourage you guys to go check that out, 24-7 Sports. They got the whole list there. There's other guys on the list like Garrett Riley and Luke Fickle and others, but we gave you just the SEC guys that matter most. And, um, again, good stuff there from 24-7 Sports. Thank you guys again for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Coming up next, our buddy Zach Blackerby caught up with Auburn quarterback Peyton Thorne. We'll bring you some of that interview coming your way next. All right, continue on here on Locked On SEC and a little bit of a crossover here. Our buddy Zach Blackerby, host of Locked On Auburn, does a tremendous job. He caught up today with Auburn quarterback Peyton Thorne in a one-on-one interview. So we thought we would bring you guys a couple of minutes of this on Peyton Thorne on his decision on why he chose Auburn. And again, if you want to catch the whole interview, I encourage you to go check out Locked on Auburn, where Zach's got the whole thing up there. But here was a couple of minutes of the uh, interview with Peyton Thorne. You left a pretty good situation. Michigan State multiple years starter to, to come and play for Hugh Freeze and the Auburn Tigers. I mean, you had to kind of see a really cool situation as far as what Freeze was pitching uh, once you entered the portal. What did that conversation initially look like? Yeah, you know, when I came down on my visit uh, to Auburn, I was actually on my way back from uh, my best friend or one of my very best friend, uh, his draft party, Jaden Reed. Uh, yeah. he, he just got drafted to the Packers. And so it was a, a stop along the way. And I was I was here pretty much all day. Uh, got to meet a lot of the coaches, uh, Coach Montgomery, obviously Coach Freeze. And uh, we had a lot of time to talk and a lot of time to meet. And it was all great stuff. And just listening you know, the more time that me and my dad spent at Auburn, the more, you know, the better it got. So it was it was awesome talking with Coach Freeze and just learning about his philosophy as a head coach, his philosophy as an offensive coach, 
and just how he runs his program and then also how he runs his offense. You know, it was it was all great. I mean, he's had a lot of success with quarterbacks, Peyton. I mean, there's there's no other way to, to really shake it. I mean, I'm sure that was a big part of your decision is to play for for Coach Freeze and based off of what he's done in the past. Yeah, absolutely. You know, looking at um, his track record with quarterbacks and also pairing that with Coach Montgomery's quarterbacks yeah. that he's worked with, you know, that was very intriguing. And it's uh, it's great to look at and it's, it's great to learn from and, and to be with those two guys that, um, you know, have been around and developed really good quarterbacks. You know, it's definitely is something that you can trust. Obviously, you can trust them and what what information they have and what they're giving. And, you know, I'm just looking to soak it all up of what, you know, they're displaying to me and what, what they have to say to me. And I'm really excited to, to really get going with them once uh, this summer progresses. Yeah. So, I mean, there's only so much you can do. I mean, y'all can't do team stuff or anything like that, but I assume you're all in that playbook. I mean, it seems like um, scheme and X's and O's is something that you're really interested in as a quarterback. What's that process been like as far as just getting into the playbook and, you know, you kind of got to wait till fall till you can really, really run it. Yeah, it's been good. Um, you know, I got the whole playbook when I got here, mm-hmm. uh, got all the installs. And so just going through it and, um, you know, trying to get very familiar with it and and be able to draw up the plays is the first step, I believe. Okay. Uh, and then once you're able to draw everything up and draw the formations, all the motions and all that, then you can take a deeper dive into that and, and really figure out the details of each play. And, you know, the little things that, you know, being in an offense for three years, like I was, you know, you pick up on stuff over that course of time. And, and right. so that's why people talk about, you know, quarterbacks that have, uh, that have experience in an offense, you know, there's, there's stuff you learn. And so right now I'm just trying to bang out the X's and O's of like, you know, draw the plays. And then after that, now you take a deeper dive into the fine details of each play and then watching as much film as I can to pick up on things that, you know, I'd pick up after a year or two or three of running this offense, you know? And so, um, I do have experience of playing. And so there's definitely some carryover to one offense to another. And that's kind of pretty much anywhere. And so, uh, I'm going to bring the things that, you know, I've learned that apply to our playbook too. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, try to, uh, have that, um, you know, speed things up a little bit, but you know, it's going well so far. It's been great. Uh, I've gotten to meet with, with the coaches a decent amount. Sure. And, um, you know, I feel like I've already learned a lot. Yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I mean, it seems like there's going to be more RPO in this system than, than what you ran previously. Is that something that, that excites you or is that just kind of a fan term that we all kind of throw around and that's kind of overblown? Yeah. You know, there's definitely an element of uh, fans yeah. and commentators calling everything an RPO, even though uh, right. a lot of the times it's not, you know, so I love that. I love but, that. But yeah, you know, that is a big part of this offense uh, with Coach Freeze and Coach Montgomery. So um, I am excited about that. I feel like that's uh, one of the strengths of my game. And uh, obviously I'm looking to improve it uh, as time goes on as well. Sure. Uh, But, you know, just learning the ins and outs of our run game here. And then, you know, obviously that is part of RPO is is how we block things. And so um, most of it is stuff that – I've done in terms of the, you know, the run game, there's definitely different wrinkles that I'm learning and I really want to get sharp with. Uh, mm-hmm. But then, yeah, just the RPO stuff and, and, you know, us figuring out who we're reading, who we got our eyes on, uh, what our rules are for, you know, when we're going to decide to go ahead and pull it, when we're giving it, you know, all that stuff is, uh, is all stuff that I'll be learning here uh, yeah. shortly and stuff that I already have started learning with, with, with coach. 
Yeah. So I'm obviously the transfer portal has changed college athletics for forever. I think for the good, but the timing of year that you and a lot of now your teammates came in with that second transfer portal window is kind of interesting, right? Cause spring's behind you. And now fall is usually when you start kind of installing stuff for the season. But a lot of the guys that we're projecting that you're going to be throwing a lot of passes to, you know, with hooks and Jair shorter and, you know, some of these other guys that came in, like they're coming in the same time as you. So what are those conversations like? Do you guys feel a little pressure to, to throw a little bit more against air and, and kind of go over routes a little bit more? What all does that look like? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm really just trying to throw with everybody right now. Yeah, sure, uh, sure. With all, with all the receivers and, and obviously the new guys, uh, same, same thing. And meeting with those guys and, you know, the new guys and the guys that have been here, you know, there's a couple of guys that uh, haven't been here for long either, but they've been here longer than I have and, and the new sure. receivers. So, uh, really just working all together and, and trying to figure out who uh, likes what, you know, what type of routes this guy's going to be running versus this guy, you know, all that stuff. It's stuff you learn or you try to learn as quick as possible. And so, uh, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm working differently with different guys on mm-hmm. on certain things. But, you know, I feel like we're all working to, uh, to really get that timing down, really get familiar with each other and how a receiver – likes to break out his routes, how he likes to uh, catch a deep ball, where where he wants it put down there. And then just kind of working all that different stuff, you know, with guys with different speeds. And so uh, for me, everybody's new. You know, I haven't thrown with anybody. So, um, you know, I feel like for me, I'm treating all of them pretty similar. You know, it's kind of it's kind of indifferent for me. That again, Zach Blackerby with. New Auburn quarterback Peyton Thorne. Thank you guys so much for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. And again, a reminder to our everydayers tomorrow on the show, we will have the big reveal. The 2024 opponents will be named tonight on the SEC Network. We'll be talking all about it, dissecting who got the easy schedule, who got the harder schedule, what are the big rivalries we may have missed out on, which ones are being preserved. We'll discuss all of that tomorrow right here on Locked on SEC. And, again, thank you guys so much for joining us. Thanks to our buddy Zach Blackerby for uh, giving us a portion of his interview with Peyton Thorne. And, again, check out Locked on Auburn and continue coming back here every day for Locked on SEC. I'm Chris Gordy. Thank you guys so much. We'll talk to you tomorrow right here on Locked on SEC.